All right. So, uh, Michael, you get to you get the pleasure of uh, telling me I, we start every episode. I think you know this. You're, you're talking before we started recording about how you've listened to some past episodes of the show. But uh, you get to tell me how to say the the show opening the start the party, Dan. You get to uh, tell me how I'm how any, I'm any to way say you it. want. Any yeah, way it could you be want. an accent, a character, a scenario, whatever you're feeling like. Okay. Um, thank you for this honor and this the pressure. How about you do it uh, as a, a young man about to go to war? Let's say World War One. <laughs> oh, and yeah, 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 yeah. This is serious, and you're you're basically at, uh, in the style of like asking your best girl to wait for you and to not to not go with other boys when you're away. Uh, it, fighting in France, so okay. it's a bittersweet kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. okay. All right. I got. Have, it. have people done that one before? <laughs> <laughs> this is actually. Yeah, I'm going to have to ask you to do a different one. This is. We just did this one last week. Actually, it's crazy uh, that this is two weeks in a row. Okay, I think I got this. <clears throat> All right, here we go. Start the party, Dan. Wait, who the fuck is Dan? Oh no, you got upset online. Looks like you're having a real bad time. Should have just ignored what I said. But now I've got proof that you read it. And for me, that's all I need. It's what I live for. It's the air that I breathe. Cause I'm rude for me. And I'm not sorry. Welcome everybody to the block party. Yeah, you know what? That was a complicated like I went, one. So I, I went, gonna, well, yeah, yeah. I just went with like, yeah. uh, you know, because I'm worried that she's sleeping with other guys, right? Exactly. So I, that, that was yeah. the Dan, sort of part that I sort of latched on to, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I would be looking up Dan's address. I'd be having my friend staying behind, uh, keep an eye on Dan. Yeah. Why is Dan starting a party? Who, who, yeah. what's his deal? What's the party about? Why are you going yeah. to the party? Especially you back know? then, parties, this is like great Gatsby times, right? So parties back yeah. then were like insane. You know? Yeah. Well, and it's got to be hard too because you're communicating by letter, right? So it's like, yeah, you're, 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 I mean, you should at would least send be you... communicating by word. If you, Jeez, if you do it by Stephanie. letter, it's going to take a really long time. <laughs> wow, really? You know what? Congratulations. That is the stupidest thing you've ever said on wow. this show. I'm really proud of you <laughs> on this well, episode. World War One, a lot of people forget this, but this, you got to remember, this all happened uh, before they had smartphones. That's true. True. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And do people do forget that? And it's hard to it's hard to even think of a time when we didn't have them. Am I right, mm-hmm. guys? But um, that's what I was gonna say is like if you get the letter, then in you know your girlfriend might be like, oh yeah, I'm going to a party this Friday. By the time you even get the letter, like she's already fucked in. I mean, you <laughs> you have no, you've got not. There's nothing you can do. You know, you're just like, oh shit, last Friday. Well, that was three weeks ago. By wartime, like you, do gotta, you think back in World War One time, Dan's not getting drafted? No, definitely not. Are you like, kidding? Because they're me? desperate for for like army guys, right? But Dan is. I, I don't would think dodge the draft for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Dan would move to Nelson and start smoking weed with all the other draft dodgers. I just learned recently that during World War One, um, the government hired women to walk around and hand out white feathers to men who weren't in uniform or who hadn't enlisted in the army as a way of like shaming them. So if you got like a white feather from a woman, 
that meant you were a coward. <laughs> oh, it wasn't like, uh, hey, here, you're my, you're my new sweetheart. Have this hey. beautiful white feather. It's like, no. well, you're, you're a pussy. No, that's how I would have accepted. I would have been like, this is beautiful. I have the city's largest collection of white flowers now. Yeah. Or white feathers. <laughs> yeah, it's the opposite of Super Mario World. It's like, oh, I have a white feather. I can't fly now. This is crazy. Uh, this hello, friends. Woman. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> hello, friends, idiots, and friends who are also idiots. Welcome to your favorite podcast about social media and rejection. This is Blocked Party. This is episode number 167. I'm John. I'm Stefan. And uh, we have a great guest with us here this week. I mean, you've already heard him. He's a past guest of this show. Uh, one of our faves, uh, one of our faves here. I said one of our fans. I don't think that's anything. On. One of one of our faves. Uh, he is one of the hosts of the Evil Men podcast and a very funny comedian. Michael Balazzo is here. Hi, Mike. Hi, Michael. Hey, John and Stefan and Dan. Thanks for having me. I was, can I ask you about this? Because I don't think I, you know, you and I have got to know each other a little bit on podcasts. I guessed it on your past podcast, uh, Landlord Tenant, and also, uh, you know, you've been on our show. And, and uh, do you not, do you not like being called Mike? I didn't genuinely didn't know. I was like, because you, you're Michael on everything. And you I said Michael, Michael just to be safe. But then you know, I was sure. like, I was typing the email to you and I was like, hey, Mike. And then I was like, wait a minute, maybe he doesn't like Mike and I should stay away. Yeah, when I saw that email, I got pissed and I basically <laughs> punched my fist through a window. I don't like to be called Mike. Uh, no, I. it's weird. People have asked me that before, and it depends on the context in which I met someone, whether they, I introduced myself as Michael or Mike. So I guess my close friends call me Mike, but people who know me as an acquaintance are, are Michael, I guess. But what, then also, what would you prefer for this episode? I would like to be, I'll be Michael. Let's just okay, be a okay. bit more high. So John brow. fucked up. John really fucked up. I did fuck up. Yeah. That was the worst email I've ever received. <laughs> <laughs> I have, I, well, I do have a friend. I have a friend like that who uh, he's well, a listener of this show, uh, Josh Custodio. And he's sort of, and maybe this is, it kind of sounds like maybe you have a similar thing where he is like, I like when people call me Joshua. It's like, prefer, it's it would be ultimately what I prefer, but also like so many people call me Josh and I'm never going to be the guy that like corrects them. I'm never going to be the guy that's like, actually, I call me Joshua. Like he's not. Are you sort of in that sort of same boat? Uh, yeah, I don't tend to like be to correct people. I, uh, I let them determine my life for me. <laughs> Well, it's like with, I mean, for me, I get Stefan a lot, right? Right. Um, Because I think it's it's spelled S-T-E-F-A-N. I guess Stefan is the more uh, common pronunciation. And like, if that happens on the show, I want, I'm a coward. I'm not going to say anything. Um, But John will like step in on my behalf. Like he won't say anything specifically. He won't be like, actually it's Stefan, but he'll make a point to like say my name a bunch. So uh, John, you're Stefan's name defender. That's very noble. I am. I am. Yeah. I'm trying to think we had one guest who wouldn't stop calling you Stefan. I'm trying to think <laughs> of who it was. Oh, it was, um, she hosts the, the, uh, the music podcast for, uh, oh, y- yeah. y- Yassi Salek. Yeah, 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 that's yeah. right. Yeah. 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 And I she just kept, I don't know if she wasn't hearing me or she just didn't care or she yeah. just pr- thought you should be called Stefan. So Maybe that's what she was like going with Stefan, you know, so you do kind of, I mean, I'll be honest. Uh, you, thank you, you can sell Stefan quite easily, I think, but I, yeah, I, I definitely was trying to say your name. Stefan feels too fancy. Stefan feels more like rat, like, you know, and I feel like <laughs> that sort of fits me better. Yeah. I think that that's true. Yeah. 
<clears throat> but John, you don't have that problem at all, obviously. It's just John, you know, yeah. the only, the only thing, and I know we've talked about this on the show before, so I won't belabor it, but the only thing is when people call me Jonathan, cause that's not my name. Like, so it's a weird, like extension of like, normally it's people are trying to shorten the name. Yes. And I don't really like, you know, but so sometimes people just, they'll call me Jonathan and I don't care for that because it's just not even my name. So are, on your birth certificate, you're one of those people that it just says John. It's not. Yeah. It's just John. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, your parents were very efficient. <laughs> they were, yeah. They were like, "We're not giving this guy like a nine-letter name or whatever." Fuck that. Do you wow. ever get? Did you ever get Steph? I feel like you. You don't. You're not really like a Steph. No, not really. Um, I mean, we could try it for this episode, maybe, and see how that Steph? goes. Yeah. What's up, Steph? I, but I no. You know what? Let's not. Let's. It just does not feel. Do it. it does feel weird to me. How about no. Mr. S? See, that's Ooh. nice. That Mr. I like. S. Right. Yeah, that's good. I think. Yeah. yeah like okay. if a guest came on the show and they just kept calling Steph and Mr. <laughs> S without talking about it, I wouldn't correct them. I would let them just continue <laughs> yeah. to call Steph and Mr. S. It's very cool. I like, I like that. Okay. So we can go with Mr. S or, Mr. or S. just Steph. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, cause then you could also have the people that would do the sort of arrested development, uh, arrested development, like Mr. Oh, the read. S yeah. You know, yeah. you, you know, people would probably edit in clips where you're the, you know, you're you're the guy. Well, I, I guess like that. in that case it was the you know Charlize yeah. Theron, but of course, but yeah, no, that's uh, okay. This is good. People are always comparing you to Charlize Theron, Stefan. So absolutely, yeah, Charlize Theron in <laughs> uh, in Monster. <laughs> I mean, they call you a monster. I don't know if they're exactly if that's a direct comparison to uh, to you know that. Have you guys movie, have but... you guys done an Eileen Warnos episode? We haven't done any women yet, and I think we wow. will soon. And she'd be a good, uh, a good first uh, woman to do on Evil Men. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's that, the name of the. Did, yeah. did you sort of? Yeah, I mean, the podcast is called Evil Men. Did you sort of know <laughs> going into it, like, ah, you know what? Eventually, we might have to throw some women in it here. Could be like or a bonus it... episode, though, right? Like that could be like a bonus yeah. episode. Oh format. yeah, your bonus episodes yeah. could be Evil Women, and then you're going yeah. on women, Evil Men, yeah, children. Yeah, I think we are going to have. Uh, female uh, subjects at some point soon, but uh, I don't know who the first one will be. Yeah, I guess the list is like fairly short, right? Like it's not. It's, hey, how like about, when you uh, think how of about like my mother-in-law. <laughs> oh, whoa, my ex-wife. Wow, you know. Yeah, John was uh, married to Eileen Wernos. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was a marriage of convenience. Okay, yeah. I was just it was a green card marriage for me. Look, <laughs> yeah, have you tried to get an O one? There is so difficult. Oh, yeah, that would be a good tactic as a Canadian comedian to get a green card or 01 right to a woman imprisoned in, prison, in America. Yeah, yeah. And get her to marry you somehow. And then you can, yeah, immediately you can hit it big in Hollywood. Well, because they always, that's always a thing in like true crime documentaries and stuff, right? Where they'll, they'll say that they'll be like, oh, well, you know. The, the, these guys are there's there is that kind of cult of personality where they'll, they'll be these serial killers, but then they'll end up, you know, meeting some woman through correspondence by word, Stefan. And, yeah. um, you know, know they'll, end up, they'll end up getting married <laughs> yeah. or whatever. And so but you, you don't I feel like you don't hear the same for women typically, but I'm sure that that does happen. I don't. I don't know, but the patriarchy strikes again. Even uh, even behind bars, women have a bad time finding uh, equality. Yeah, totally. Oh, God. Well, yeah. you know, I mean, one one day we'll get there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I if you're a, a serial killer and a woman in jail listening to this, 
don't give up on love. Someone will uh, reach out and find you. That's a that's a big chunk of our audience. So um, I, I know <laughs> John was John was talking to me about our demographics. So um, <laughs> we're always we're we're a very and a lot of people don't know this, but we look at the demographics very closely. Yeah, we're very. We, we'll, Is it okay we'll, if I eat a banana during this episode? Will you guys be mad? I won't eat whoa. into the mic. I just want to ask. You know, I feel like it's polite to ask. I'm you know. fine with it. Yeah, John. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I already called Michael Mike. What more could I do? To, <laughs> yeah. What more could we possibly do to offend him on this Dan, episode? are you, is it okay if I, that's fine? Yeah, just don't be surprised if any videos or perhaps some gifts make their way out of the internet. Okay, well, I'm going to, I'll kind of lean out of, out of the shot and then do it there. Is that okay? do do that. It's okay. All you right. can do it on camera. It's one of those bananas that's like slightly not, it's like not ripe enough, you know? There's right. a little bit of green on it. Which I, is not, we've talked about this, I think. Do you guys like the bananas that are a little bit mushier? No, I don't like a mushy banana. I like it when no. it's just perfectly the right texture. Uh, right. I don't I don't like a mushy one. Okay. And John? I don't mind it. I mean, so this is a look. Not like where it's like slimy, but like where there's like a little bit of give to it. We've you know? talked about this on the show before. Mm-hmm. That I, you know, I have IBS. And right. so I was trying to think about, you know. And, and, and so mine has taken a few different forms. Sometimes it takes the form of constipation. So I try mm-hmm. to figure out like, am I eating something that's causing this? And I have a banana every single day in my morning smoothie. So I was like, oh, is it possible that bananas have an effect on this? And I learned apparently, I mean, you know, how do they test this? I don't know. Yeah. But apparently a less ripe banana. So a firmer banana can actually cause constipation, but a Ripe mm. banana can actually encourage movement. Mm. So, bit of a weird. Again, mm. I don't know what that line is, but it led me to think like, oh, maybe I need to just stay on the sort of ripe banana train. So, interesting. I, I don't, I don't really care. I don't like it when it's less ripe to the point where it kind of doesn't have a great flavor. <laughs> like you know, when it's like really difficult to open the peel and the flavor isn't very good. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you there. I I recently I bought two bananas that were green and a full like 9 days later they hadn't even begun to turn yellow yet and I took a picture and and I tweeted at Dole and uh, said <laughs> what the what the hell's going on with these bananas? And then a customer service rep was like we we want to correct this error. We would like to make this right. Please email us and I never followed up. Okay, so but it was a Dole banana. Just it was a dull banana. Yeah. Okay. I mean, do you think maybe it's it's some sort of like genetically modified thing going on, right? I don't know. People in the replies were like, um, you know, there are such a thing as these like green bananas that never ripen, but these were just regular, regular, like, yeah. old fashioned bananas that we all know and love. Yeah. Cause they have like the new apple, right? The new apple that dropped a couple of years ago, the Cosmic Crisp. They're always making new apples. They're, I mean, look, it's a great apple. It's very, it's hard to find uh, and it's expensive. But it's a very good apple, and the whole appeal of it uh, is that it doesn't like if you bite it, it doesn't like oxidize. I don't know if that's the right word, but it doesn't like it doesn't doesn't brown it doesn't basically. Brown, yeah. You can like uh-huh. leave it out. So if you eat your apples very slowly, like I do, it's perfect. Um, but you can leave it out for like a day, and it won't it won't turn brown. Right. Well, I know that they. Um, I know that with bananas, they like gas them, right? Like they 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 spray them with a gas to turn them yellow and to make them ripen faster. 
Um, oh, so, so maybe these ones just didn't, get just didn't get quite the sort wow. of, you know, sort of the view that you were hoping for, or like the view, like of the gas, like, or didn't get the amount of the gas that you would want it to have, oh, you know? Yeah. So anyway, I, I had to wait like about 14 days until they had turned yellow enough for me. Oh to my God. Them. Yeah. Oh, it was hey, awful. If, if you want those bananas to get uh, gas, well, I mean, John had mentioned he had IBS earlier, so maybe there's something, okay. we, something we could do there, you know? Okay. <laughs> Good for you. Are you happy with yourself there? Yeah. yeah. All right. Yes. How Look, much do you think a banana gasser makes working for Dole? <laughs> uh, they're all automated now, I think. It's all robots. Uh, yeah. yeah. Those jobs are gone. Those are long gone. Yeah. Damn it. Yeah, it can't be that good, right? I no. mean, I don't, I don't know, ex- I, like, I don't know exactly how it works, but yeah, it's, uh, I, I, this is just what I'm going on. I, I don't know for sure, but are you just making this up or is that actually true? No, I think it's actually true because I worked in produce and they would, and they would talk about it. So yeah, I don't know. Okay. All right. I don't there, There's so many banana myths though, floating around the internet. It's hard to know what is true and what's just, you know, what are, what are some other myths? Um, well, you got me, Stefan. I, uh, <laughs> I was. Look, I'll be honest. My hands are tied on this one. I don't know for you sure. You were praying no one would call you out on that. <laughs> yeah. It is one lost. of those things, like, I think when you, especially when you're younger and you work a job, like working in produce, like, you just get told these facts and you're just like, yeah, sure, that's. That's definitely real. Like, I know that we would, if we would get a pallet of bananas in and they were too yellow or, or they were already like quite yellow and we couldn't get them out on the floor, you would take the caps off or like the cap off the box and they would come very wrapped in, in um, like plastic wrap and you right. would pull the plastic wrap off of them because that would prevent them from ripening as much because okay. the warmth of the box, but then apparently maybe some of the, I guess the gas is still in there. I don't know, but I do know we had to do that. Is that wow. good? I don't know. I don't know if that's helpful, but you just, yeah, I learned a lot of facts about vegetables when I worked in produce that maybe like most of them weren't true. Like I, 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 I have no way of knowing that. That's why did, did you ever see, cause you hear about this like once a year, uh, that like a, a tarantula was found in a shipment of yes. bananas. Did you ever see a, an exotic bug? Yes, absolutely. No tarantulas, but oh yeah, for sure. You'd get oh, like some what? produce and like, just like, oh, just like big spiders or like oh. weird looking bugs you've never seen before would like crawl and would, out of would the Would you box. kill them or would you kind of just let them go? Uh, no, we had a bug, we had a bug farm in the back and we would just oh, wow, hide, okay. we'd keep them back there. And it was I like, feel a like legally, terrarium like, you'd probably be required to kill them. Right. Just, and so they're not like an invasive, I mean, yeah. if like a few of them get out, it's not like an invasive species thing. What's the fish that always, uh, fucks up like North American, like ponds and lakes and stuff. The snakehead one, I think the one mm. that looks like a, like a monster, like it legitimately looks like a monster. Um, right. and it just, uh, I feel like, like I feel the one like, with all the teeth. Yeah. Is that the one? Let me, let me check here. I'm trying to think of the one you're talking about. Yeah. That's the one it's, oh, uh, it's terrifying. Oh my God. Yeah, you know what show ugly. it's an ugly I, mother. I, I don't think it's on, on air anymore. Oh my God, Dan, I, I, I love every time he does this and just <laughs> smokes up the entire <laughs> zoom call. Sorry. Um, no, that's okay. Uh, river monsters was, uh, I, I need to kind of rewatch that. I think Did you guys ever watch river monsters. No, never seen it. Oh, John, that seems like a John show potentially river monsters. What's that? 
It's like this. Uh, I mean, I think maybe he's British. He could be like Australian or South African. So I, I'm sorry. Um, but he's like this older guy, very like uh, leathery, like hardened face because he's he's like outdoors a lot. And he just travels around the world um, trying to find just like insane like fish that, you know, live in rivers, uh, hence river monsters. Um, but there was one in particular. I think he did the snakehead for one of them, but there's one fish that uh, was like rumored to bite people's nuts off. And oh, I remember that episode yeah. specifically. The nut, the nut fish. Yeah. That would be awful to find in a shipment of bananas. <laughs> yeah, the fish flopping around in there. Very yeah. perplexing. Yeah. Yeah. Safeway actually gave us a gun. We shot we shot the bugs <laughs> in the back. That was the that was official, the Canadian fisheries and uh, you know, oceans and bugs. Did, did you know. ever hope that you would find like a like a ape or like a monkey in there? An ape. I did I, I ever hope that I would, are. did I ever hope that I would find an ape in a box of bananas? Yeah, that's what I asked you. It's pretty straightforward. In it's a yes or no. It's a yes or no. Have you yeah, ever have you seen? They're not. They don't come in crates. Okay. Well, I assumed it was like a huge crate with like. You with just like thought it was a crate with like bananas thrown into the crate. Yeah, that's what I assumed it was. Okay. Like well, that's wooden insane. Crate. That's insane. So no is the answer. To the no, they come on a pallet of small boxes. Okay. So you never saw. No, like I never monkey. saw an ape in a b- box of bananas. John, okay. it sounds like you need to dream more. <laughs> You need to dream about fantastical things more. You're right. Most of my dreams just involve me being late. Very confusing situations with people I went to elementary school with, and I'm late all the time. So you're right. I do need to dream bigger, I guess. I've been uh, I've been dreaming a lot more recently, and I forget them all now, but like I remember them for like a day because I've been drinking. Irene has like this like sleepy time tea uh, with like mugwort and all sorts of mugwort. You know, Different uh, Valerian roots. I thought we I thought we canceled Harry Potter. <laughs> that's fun. Now that's Thank fun. You. Hey, look. Now that's know, just, that's just fun. Now that's right. fun. Just, hey, look. We're just trying to that have is some fun. fun out here. Thank that you. is a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, but it's just it's <laughs> stuff like that basically. Um, and it does it it is very nice. I have very good sleeps with it, but it does seem to make me remember my dreams more. And now, unfortunately, um, I don't remember them for more than a day, but I remember them more than I usually do. Um, so if you guys want to start remembering your dreams more, maybe if that's something you're into, uh, I can, I can send you guys the, the tea. It's a recipe, I guess. Would it be a recipe for tea? Well, isn't it just, uh, like it doesn't come in the like bag. No, she has all the, she has all the herbs. Oh, yeah. You're not messing with that bear falling asleep and dying in front of the fire on that. Oh, and he's got the little cap on and he's got the little candle on the, Yeah. yeah, those really fell off, huh? The sleeping so. cap with the candle. Yeah, imagine if you had invested in those in 1899, and then oh, uh, would have made a killing. Century turns, but then they people stop buying them. <laughs> the little candle. Holders, what was yeah. the? What was the? <laughs> the like? Was the sleeping cap to protect your hair, or was it to keep you warm? What I was think the... probably to keep you warm, right? But then there was also like so. The bear that we're talking about here. Yeah, I know the bear I, you're talking about. As the red I... cap that that's sort of like droops over but i'm also thinking of like the super pointy ones you know what i mean like the classic like very like old pointy ones that were all like starched up you know no well i don't like think a- they starched them up i thought <laughs> didn't they all hang down the back wasn't it oh, all, you like, know what i'm floppy? thinking of i'm thinking of uh gnomes i think i think you're thinking of dunce caps <laughs> i know i'm also thinking of that too yeah <laughs> did you guys ever think gnomes were real growing up no 
producer Dan, producer Dan just laughing at me. <laughs> Michael with a very uh, kind no. Like I'm not. I wouldn't. I just like, no. Absolutely John? not. So it's a no. yes for John. No, it's not. I no. I did never thought gnomes were real. You thought you gnomes guys ever were have- real? Well, briefly, I okay. So you know, I f- I feel like I've talked about this fucking book before on uh, on on the pod, but there was there's like a gnome book that's like yes, you've talked it, about the gnome, yeah, book. and it's like a fake like textbook basically, and it's like written as if gnomes are actually real, and there's like all these like sketches, <laughs> and there's like the science behind like gnomes and stuff, and there's like pictures of like footprints and like blurry pi- and like you read that as a kid, right? And you can't differentiate between like a real textbook or fact book and like a, and like a fake one that is just dressed up to look like one. Uh, and so like, I, for sure, for, for a little bit there, I thought gnomes were real. It was back when I still thought Santa was real too. Right. So like mm. you think Santa's real, it, logically you, you can believe in gnomes also. Like if you think Santa's real and someone's like, what about gnomes? What the fuck are you talking about gnomes? But you believe in Santa? I mean, there's a disconnect there. Right. So yeah, it made sense that I believed in gnomes. Is what I'm saying. Did you ever think you saw one or go looking for them or anything? Or I think at one point, either me or my friend did the thing where you you put down like flour on like the the floor to like see if there were like, little footprints or something. And I'm sure your bad. mom loved that. Well, no, I think it was flour all over. I think it was flour all over the floor. Well, I'm trying to catch gnomes, mom. I'm not catch them, but just prove their existence. Okay, you know? but Stefan, I'm actually gonna I'm gonna rail <laughs> a little bit against your Santa theory as well mm-hmm. because your whole life, everyone around you tells you that Santa is real. Yeah, but no then you one get t- does that. No one does that with gnomes. Like, no, but the, te- like the Santa- textbook did. The fake book did. That it was very. And it was very believable. You know? I know, but I'm saying like Santa's like a collective lie that we've all uh-huh. sort of just decided that, you know, we're all going to maintain for the sure. benefit of children. Yeah, that's gnomes aren't like that. I don't think most adults would have an issue telling a five year like if you were like sort yeah. of a little weepy, like, oh, Uncle Johnny is our gnomes real? Like, I wouldn't be like. I would have no hesitation being like, no, they're not real. No, right. aren't real. What are well, you I think the thing you're leaving out of this is that I was a very stupid child. John. <laughs> well, I think that that's always the subtext of this show. So oh, I, I feel like so. I, I yeah. you know, I didn't have to leave it out. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I don't just to be clear, I don't believe in gnomes anymore. Um, just to be clear. Stefan, okay. do you believe, though, do you believe in God? <laughs> yeah, I'm a big uh, I, I'm a big Christian. I love Stefan's a big God guy. Yeah. If you leave flour out on the floor overnight, you can see if God is real. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because he like yeah. makes something with it. <laughs> when you pray that, it's, you know, God watches over you while you pray and the flour on the floor is a way to prove. <laughs> Wouldn't that be so funny if I was like a big Christian guy? There's this whole, we've been doing this for however long we've been doing this for like, you know, three years, over three years. Yeah, three and, and, half, and yeah almost three I've just and been like years. a really de- devout Christian this entire time and never brought it up. <laughs> Would that, would that, that would surprise be, you, John? Would it surprise me? Yeah, if I was a big Christian guy. Um, yeah. But I would say, like, my first instinct would be that you are doing it as a bit. That I converted like I be, to Christianity as a bit. Yes. Like, I, I, that, that would be my sort of read on it. it like, yeah. it, it would take a long time for me to believe it was real. Like, you'd have to go through, like, if you just out of nowhere one day were like, I'm actually really Christian, and you were kind of like, 
quoting Bible verses or doing uh-huh. things that are sort of like easy, quote unquote, easy to do. I, I wouldn't right. believe it. Like I would need to see what you would, like, you need to see me like at church, going to church, yeah. putting up religious stuff in your house. Like yeah. I would need that kind of, cause it would, t- <laughs> okay. it would take me quite a while to, I mean, this is all good. I'm writing this all down. So yeah, it would take um, me quite a while to believe in that. I think. I could become one of those like uh, online shut-ins who decides to become Catholic for no reason. Yes. That's um, a good one. Yeah. One of those freaks. So I can maybe do that. Um, Cause I'm already, <laughs> you know, fairly online. Would you, um, okay. Can I ask you this? Would you mm-hmm. issue like a public statement sort of disavowing what had come before? You uh, know, no. oh, look, I know I was crazy on no, Twitter. John, because, I know I've done- uh, being Christian is all about uh, forgiveness. Taking this for a test drive right now. I mean, that, that, that was, was awesome. convincing. That was, that was amazing. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, producer, producer Dan is, is a devout, I think he's your Presbyterian. No, I'm a devout Catholic, Roman Catholic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Dan's, Dan, Dan's Italian. <laughs> Dan's, you, you insulted him by saying he was Presbyterian. I'm, now I'm he's going to send, he's going to send his family you after Stephen. you. <laughs> I, oh, I don't know where, cause you moved, didn't you? Yeah, I, have, I actually I have, don't I have know a where Dan idea lives. Of where Dan lives. I know where Dan's parents live. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> this is exciting. That sounded like a threat, but it was just because Dan lived in his parents' basement <laughs> for most of the time we were doing the show. <laughs> so anytime I had to pick something up or or pick Dan up, <laughs> it was there. Yeah. Okay. Let's get an update. We we got an update during the live show. Um, it's, it's, it's currently January 23rd. This episode is coming out later. Um, but I would like, and I hope this is okay, Dan, I would like a a water update, uh, in, in the year in the calendar year, 2022, how much water have you had? How many glasses of water? I would say maybe three or four glasses. And you call yourself an Italian. The people who invented drinking water. Yeah, I'm not a very good Italian. (laughs) I heard that on last week's episode, because I think Jordan, or you had asked with Jordan about uh, Dan's drinking water. Uh, This is insane. You're going to dry out. You guys well, need to intervene. Well, we, we've actually hoped, we, we hope Dan would dry out, but he's having a hard time <laughs> doing that. Too. Well, okay, Dan, do you drink do you drink sparkling water at all? No. Okay, so what is <laughs> what is your average? Just to be, and, and and again, I'm sorry for like needling you for this, but what is Fine. your average like uh, beverage consumption per day? Like, what do you drink every day? Um, I'll start. What, what's more, the first I'll, thing you drink? You have a coffee. Yeah, I have a large coffee from Tim Hortons. Okay, and what's and what do you put in that? Uh, I get one, one, one cream and four sugars. Is that, okay, oh, are wow. you, so you? Oh wait, you have cut down. You've told us that. Yeah, yeah. I'm down to four sugars. Yeah, okay, Dan used to be like eight. Dan used to be like yeah. eight sugars. Oh my god, I was six. So you're okay, six. healthier than before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get two less sugars. <laughs> okay. And then after the coffee. And then after the coffee, like I would say maybe anywhere between four and eight cans of soda. <laughs> Can I ask what kind of soda you like to drink during a typical day? Typically it's Sprite Zero. I'll get the Sprite Zero. Okay. So it's, it's not like the it's clear. Soda. That's what Dan's yeah. going for. It's yeah. okay. clear soda, so it's basically water. Okay. All right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> 
Okay. And then do you drink like energy drinks as well? Occasionally you'll do that too. Um, yeah. Once in a while I'll have an energy drink. If the coffee was not okay. enough, I'm feeling tired in the middle of the day. You've cut I guess back Sprite on zero. That. I, we got to give Dan credit. I'm, Dan's yes. cut back on the energy drinks. Yeah, yes. I've mostly switched to coffee from the energy drinks, which is <laughs> good, I guess. Maybe I don't know, but the the Sprite has the Sprite Zero has, is like water based, right? I I guess if we were I'm, if we were going to think of a pop that was like as close as possible to water, it might be Sprite Zero, right? I think so. No idea. I mean, I yeah. Mean, well, it's yeah. got zero calories. Yeah. It's clear. Yeah. If you get water, you sometimes will squeeze like a lemon or a lime yeah. into it. Exactly. Yeah. So that, right? that all tracks. Dan, so in a way, he's drinking yeah. more water than any of us, potentially. Well, no. I mean, I drink like 1.5 liters of water a day at least. <laughs> oh, okay. I I know I don't I don't know you Dan and I might be out of out of line here to say no you can ask him anything this. yeah ahead. this is a great way to start this sentence I'm just I'm just picturing the color of your urine and it's not looking good <laughs> oh yeah actually can't what is what what is going on with that uh, usually looks about like this bottle of whiskey here <laughs> um, oh okay that got way darker when you okay yeah it like looks slightly like, like slightly brown Dan. <laughs> That's what yeah, doctors say it looks should like look apple like. Juice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Apple Have you juice. seen the uh, the urine chart from that college football team or whatever? I think it was like, it might have been Texas, and it was like put up on somewhere in the locker room, and it I was like seen. all the different. So it's like it's like clear and then slightly yellower, and then all the way to um, I think it was actually labeled as Dan's piss at the bottom. <laughs> uh, Producer and, and, Dan, that's and the shade like, of yellow that's at the bottom. Each each level is like. Oh, like the fir- the clear one is like you're do- you're do- you're hydrating so much it's great you're you're doing everything you can for the team and then like the last one is like you're betraying your brothers like <laughs> I I gotta find it it's really funny but I I feel like I even like I drink a decent amount of water um but I feel like the coffee the amount of coffee that I that I drink is this it Dan yeah this is the piss chart oh let me see um, here Dan's put it in the chat yeah here's Longhorn here. football hydration chart and then the the top three are oh, yeah. championship hydration levels I think I'm a three I would say yeah I'm I'm like a one two probably uh okay but I forgot how good this is the this four is and really five is, is bright yellow selfish teammate six and seven getting almost orange I would say blatant yeah. disregard for your teammates you are headed to area 51 I don't know what that means and then eight <laughs> which is like golden brown like yeah. apple juice color and it just says yeah. you are a bad guy three exclamation so. points and bad guy is underlined yeah yeah Shit. you are a bad guy so dan the texas longhorns football team thinks you're a bad guy i would say I think, i'm more headed to area 51 i think dan i think dan's a seven i would say i think he's a seven yeah i'm what a three a, michael what, what about you um let me take another look at it here um i'm usually around uh, level three, I'd say. Yeah. yeah. Like, I definitely do. I will hit four occasionally. I will hit selfish oh, teammate. Oh, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I, yeah. I can get into the selfish teammate category. Had a couple category. beers, drank a bunch of coffee. Especially in Didn't the morning. Quite as much. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, yeah, we're John, all day in the morning. Yeah. On average, John, what would you say? Uh, like one, two during the day. And then I would wow. say usually my first pee in the morning is a three, four, <laughs> depending on how when things I hit, go. When I hit one, I'm like legitimately proud of myself but i also like you pay the price because i piss a lot yes. like dan mm. probably doesn't pee that much during the day would be my guess based on mm. his liquid consumption like i 
I, I don't count, but I would say I'm like probably safely in the 10 to 15 range. Like what, like once yeah. an hour at least. Especially six to 10, I think. Wow. Yeah. Well, did you guys find that like if you were working from home, then you're just like drinking more water. So you're pissing more. Cause for me, the working from home period was just endless trips to the bathroom. I think I was pissing more at when I worked in the office because I wanted to like get up from my desk and like just go somewhere else. Right. Have some so, fun. <laughs> exactly. Go piss for a bit or, or poop even, you know, once yeah. in a while, if I was feeling a little crazy. Um, but yeah, I, I would say like six to 10, probably closer to 10. I shit twice a day. That's like a hundred percent. I mean, I know it's you guys are going to ask that next. So I wasn't. Okay. Well, Michael was, it was, yeah, I'm not going to lie. I was going to ask, but yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. you know, look, if, if he was dialed into that, then that's fair. Yeah. Is it I definitely, once? <laughs> I'm, I'm once, I'm once a day. Okay. Yeah. But you, we've, you have the IBS, right? So that probably sometimes plays it's a, role. a lot. It's a lot more. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Can I ask Stefan, do you sort of bookend your day with a number two? I would say, yeah. So I would say it's like, I'll do like a morning one. Yeah. Um, and then I'll do like either first thing in the morning or, uh, you know, I'll have, I'll have breakfast or I'll have some coffee. Usually after the coffee, usually <laughs> to make sense. And then end of the day, uh, you know, take a big dump out of my ass and then go have a shower and then go well, to it's bed. A, it's a nice way to blow off some steam after a oh, long, hard day. <laughs> it's great. It really is. Yeah. I mean, I love, I love shitting. <laughs> it's good. Well, John's looking at me like I'm some psycho. <laughs> no, I, I mean, kicks ass. Yeah, Does it not? Good. Especially because I, I mean, stopped, I stopped having diarrhea. I have stopped having, I did have diarrhea. I, okay. I'm going to, I relapsed and I did have a bit of diarrhea. Oh, uh, you did. Cause you were on a really good year. run there for a while, but it was legitimately because I, I just like ate a bunch of like garbage. Um, right. I think I had a bunch of like fried chicken. I had a bunch of mm -hmm. beer and it was just like, well, that's, that's going to happen. You know what I mean? But right. generally with like smoothies and stuff and like eating a, a bit better, I yeah, mean, getting, I don't your athlete, bring, getting your athletic greens in there. Absolutely. Yeah. I don't want to bring Bristol stool chart into this necessarily. And I would say the Longhorn football hydration chart is sort of the piss. It's a Bristol. Bristol yeah, stool it chart. Is. yeah. It's the, the pistol. pistol. Fuck you. Fuck you. Hey, John. there we go. I beat you, bitch. God damn Let's it. Go! <laughs> Motherfucker. Uh, but yeah, I think I'm like, I'm in a good spot on the Bristol stool chart. So I'm, I'm feeling it's, good. It's, is it clear usually? Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's <laughs> clear. Yeah. <laughs> Stefan exclusively drinks Sprite Zero, so yeah. this shit is clear. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, well, speaking boy. of shitting clear, let's move on to our social media updates. What a good segue! Boy, was it smooth. Stefan and John are gonna bring you the news. Prepare for a feast of rarefied takes. Terrible tweets from verified greats. They'll bring their personal feed to you with an update on their social 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 media. Uh, Michael, we always like to start with the guest. What's going on on your social media? Oh, there's so much stuff going on. Uh, a lot of a lot of sad deaths. A lot of meatloaf stuff. But um, mm -hmm. the uh, <laughs> the thing I wanted to talk about uh, was uh, related to. Uh, and I hope you don't mind an episode, a recent episode of, of my podcast, Evil Men. Oh, we yeah. do not mind. Yeah, please. We talked about an American who uh, defected to Germany in World War II to spy for the Nazis. And in the episode, I pointed out that in Ontario, still in the year 2022, in northern Ontario, there still exists a small, tiny town called Swastika, Ontario. Did you guys know that? 
think I did because so I had. I did we not know about that. I know that, that there's a dildo in Newfoundland, but I did not yes. know that there was a swastika and, in Ontario. Now, dildo is a nice, fun, funny name that everyone can enjoy. It doesn't yeah. have terrible connotations. <laughs> unlike that's, swastika. That's so funny because, like, so I, I have some family in, in Kitchener, Ontario, right? And yes. Kitchener used to be Berlin. Exactly. And, and so, the, and they were like, okay, we're going to change. You know what, Berlin with all the world war stuff going on right now, which I guess is what they called it back then. Yeah. Uh, we got to change this name <laughs> to something else, you know, but like, it's so funny that they did that, but the town of Swastika was like, let's just kind of like see if anyone says anything. So yeah, absolutely. And the reason I bring this up is because after we put out this episode, a listener and I, nothing against anyone who listens to any podcast, but he tweeted at us and said, uh, Quote, my mailing address is in swastika and it's differentiated by pronunciations. We say swastika. The use okay. of the Sanskrit name and symbol in the village predates its use in Germany. All right. Which is, you know, nothing against people being proud of their yeah, town territory. There is that symbol. I remember a, uh, <laughs> a, a while Buddhist back. It's a Buddhist symbol, right? Yeah, like, yeah. And I remember a while back there was the, the Buddhist version of that symbol on a Pokemon card. Uh, like 20 years ago, and there was a big controversy about that, yeah. right? Um, but then they removed it because it's like, well, better safe than sorry, right? And this well, seems like the same sort of thing. So, and I looked into it a bit, and it, in World War II, the Ontario provincial government tried to change the name of the town, <laughs> and the locals resisted, and it was suggested <laughs> they wanted to rename it Winston, Ontario, Winston Churchill. Okay, and- well, who has his own set of problems? His own set of problems. <laughs> yeah, also exactly. not- <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. We'll rename it Thatcher, Ontario. <laughs> <laughs> Joseph Fritzel, Ontario. And he, <laughs> uh, so his name was chosen as the new name. And then the locals, like they defaced the new signs that were put up that said Winston, Ontario, and changed it back to Swastika because they were defiant that, that their town had been called this before World War II and they didn't see anything wrong with they're like spray painting swastikas on signs of being like it's okay this is where we live this is actually good if you think about it it's good (laughs) oh my god God. it has that vibe of uh we had caitlin durante on a few weeks ago and she was talking about how she had been blocked by her high school because she was protesting or not protesting but like tweeting at them about having like a racist mascot and it's sort yeah. of like the same kind of thing. It's like, well, we should be allowed to call our school the fighting braves or whatever, because right. it's not actually uh, insensitive or, or racial at all. It's actually about how the you know Native Americans <laughs> were brave and they, they fought bravely. And it's about courage and resilience. And it's like, no, it's not like, why do you care? You know, it just feels yeah. like the same sort of thing. Like it's, it's not about Nazi Germany. It's about Buddhism and peace and wonderful yeah. things, you know? Well, cause the town lore goes that cause it was a mining community and the name swastika was a, I guess a reference to good luck. And so they wanted right. good luck for the mining community, but it was chosen by a mining company. So the tradition that you're trying to fight to remember is the tradition of a, that a mining company gave a yeah. fucking settlement. You can let that one go. Probably. <laughs> probably. But it, so yeah. it is, it is literally still called that. That is still called that. They won't change the name. They won't hear of it. Oh my God. That's Ooh. so funny. <laughs> How many, what's the population? Do you know? Did you, did you find that out? It's like under a thousand. Yeah. That makes sense. That you just, yeah. they got, you just got to wait for, you just got to wait for certain people to die off and then, <laughs> and then you'll get Winston, Ontario, just the way you drew. <laughs> It'll be beautiful. It'll yeah. be so beautiful. Wow. That's, 
that's wild. I mean, I will say too, swas swastika is not. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I I know I know that that's how you just like Mike Michael. It's very you're very yeah. swastika, but. I grew up in Ontario and that was how it was. We pronounced it growing up. So like when yeah. I moved here and people said swastika, I was like swastika was how, so I don't know if maybe like a there's decal, some decal thing, you know? <laughs> yeah. It was like a weird, you know, I had to kind of train in my brain that it was swastika. Not, yeah. Cause you say it a lot. <laughs> so true. So true. You know, and I, I am saying it a lot and, and I think I've made it very clear when I'm saying it, I'm referencing the town and not, yeah, <laughs> not the Nazis. So, Stefan, what's going on on your social media? Well, I recently made a purchase on eBay for fifteen dollars. Congratulations! Uh, it's a great deal. Uh, and what I what I bought? I mean, obviously, I've brought this up many times before, but I've gotten really into basketball cards with with my friend Jesse Farrar. Uh, and and we're at the point now where we're buying like just like singles that we like really want, right? Not even just like packs, but like wow, and buying singles. A little yeah. offensive there. I mean, it's, you know. Well, okay. What craft singles? Anyway, uh, so I don't know. Don't 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 make a face at me, John. We're we're two episodes into a three episode day. You're not gonna like episode three, Stefan. You know, I'm threatening you for some reason. Um, yeah, I can't wait. Thanks. <laughs> you won't be like really me bad. I'm angry. Yeah, I'm gonna be really boring and bad on the third episode. Yeah. No, I'll be fine. Um, but I bought a 1990 NBA hoops uh, Mark Jackson card. Um, and in the background, maybe more known as a coach than a player, yeah, uh, we yeah, could say and a, com- and a commentator as well, I think. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, but, uh, in the back of the card sitting courtside, uh, you can actually see, uh, the Menendez brothers. Um, oh, I've seen that very card clearly sitting in the, in the background yeah. here. So Michael, I wanted to ask you, you know, you've the, the evil men, uh, podcast, right? Mm-hmm. What do you think of Mark Jackson? <laughs> He's one of the most vile humans who's ever walked the face of the earth. Uh, but like the Menendez brothers, I, so I think at this point they had, I think they maybe had already killed their parents and were like using their money to like buy things like courtside tickets. Oh, wow. um, but have you, you, you haven't done an episode on them yet? Or are you, have we you haven't about done them, them but they'd be good uh, as a nice pair. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause we've only done single men, uh, solitary men so far. So maybe the Menendez brothers. Uh, yeah. Cause they've got some nice, yeah. Hollywood glamour. Cause they, they were they from Chicago or were they in LA or something? I think they were. I want to say they were in California. Yeah. All right. They have a cool um, SoCal vibe to them. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I'm just like collecting cards like that now where like the one I really want to get. And I don't know. I feel like this only more expensive is the one where the guy has a uh, fuck face written on, on the <laughs> yes. bottom of his back. On the bottom of the bat. Yeah. <laughs> um, I would, I would love that one. Um, and there was another one going around yesterday. Uh, of like a recent card and it's a player named Gabe Holt. Yes. Uh, very and it was good. his, his autograph on it. And it's just all like, just printing, like, like a child's printing all caps, Gabe Holt. And that was like his signature. <laughs> um, yeah. The guy was like, is this even real? And then he like looked it up. And the funny part is that he used to write his name even worse somehow. Yeah. Like there's like his like autograph card from like two years ago. It's Gabe Holt also in printing, but it's like way smaller and like not that legible. So clearly someone sat him down. They're like, look, Gabe, you're going to have to change your signature. Like this just isn't cutting it. And instead of hearing what he should have heard, which was sign it in cursive, like every other person on the planet, he just heard, oh, I need to make it all capitals and bigger. Yeah. <laughs> Which is, which is great. I did. Okay. I just found on eBay, 
uh, a PSA nine, uh, Bill Ripken, uh, card. And that's who, that's who the player was. Oh, but you know what? I, you can't, oh, I wonder if they updated the, I got to oh, find they like where, edited it. Edited they like, it, it, it. They like, they like blacked it out. I think oh. like it's way, way harder to see. So I don't, maybe it's like really hard to actually find shit. The the actual fuck face one. Yeah, it's just blacked out. So I guess that's how they they dealt with it. Damn it. Okay. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna be on the lookout for an actual uh uh Bill Ripkin fuck face card. Um if anyone has a hookup, please let me know. But I have a feeling it's gonna be a bit more expensive because the the scribbled over one with the black square is like 70 bucks. So I think the actual one might be a, a little bit more, but uh yeah. That's did you, update, do John. you, do, do you know, <laughs> thank you. Um, did you know, like, or sorry, did they know about the Menendez brothers being on the card? Like the company, I mean, like, was there a, a situation where they took the card out of print or was the trial like way later? After no, the card I think was it's like, made, actually or? like, it's actually like quite common. I think that's why um, it was so cheap. Yeah. Um, so it was, yeah, like $15 Canadian. And when I, so I tweeted about it. And I got all these quote tweets and replies being like, oh, I got to go look at my old collection. I had, I had that set. I probably had that card. So a lot of people who didn't know about it. Oh, um, gotcha. So just like dozens of people being like, oh yeah, I've got that yeah. card or I probably have that card. So I think it is very common. It, it's um, like how um, uh, Joe DiMaggio's uh, rookie card, you can see a, a young Charles Manson in the stands. John. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, well, look, I got a great, uh, a great one. Uh, this one was making the rounds on Twitter this week. And, uh, I mean, for great reason, uh, this is, this was originally tweeted out by Alan Baxter, uh, mm-hmm. who I guess is a, a horror author. And, uh, he just wrote, I think this will forever be the greatest exchange on this bird site. Um, and so I'll, I'll send you guys the, the tweet here in the chat, just so you can see the sculpture that's being referenced here. Oh, this one uh, is very good. This is from uh, Pliny the Elder. Who, yes, exactly. Who is a uh, big fan of, of the go off Kings and is in the chat. Oh, the well, there we go. So, okay. Well, go. shout out to, to Pliny the Elder. So this is a, yeah. So it's a, a sculpture of a, of a woman, uh, you know, who I would say, you know, a, a beautiful woman and you can, she's wearing a shirt, fuck the sculpture. Oh my God. Go ahead, John. So she's wearing a shirt, but you can see her nipples, uh, in the statue, whatever. And so someone wrote, uh, Ivan throne at dark triad, man. This that is guy, that guy was totally nuts. By the way, that oh. guy was like a big, t- I mean, obviously, but you his big say. thing was the dark triad, uh, he was a very big, like men's rights guy. I think sure. he got banned from Twitter, but anyway, that's Ivan okay. Throne. Okay. Yeah. So he wrote, this is called art. This is the legacy and heritage of the West. This is what <laughs> men of the West fight, sacrifice and die for. This is victory. And then someone responded to Ivan's tweet saying, is there an example of a female sculptor who committed herself to the same level of detail that a male does with a woman? Basically saying like, you know, we can see your nipples. That's a cool amount of detail. Ivan says, none that come to mind. That sculpture is an act of worship before heaven and it shows. And then Pliny replied to both of them saying, the sculptor is a Chinese woman, you dork ass losers. (laughs) Uh, And it is. The the sculptor is uh, Luo Li Rong. Um, And so, yeah, just a very funny uh very funny exchange you know it's the same vibe as uh lana wachowski replying to uh elon musk and uh uh uh, the trump daughter uh who like quote tweeted i guess he was like 
Ivanka, I'm red pilled. And she was like, oh, like me too or whatever. And then uh, Lana Wachowski just replied and said, fuck both of you. <laughs> it is, it's, it's like, it is one of those classic Twitter exchanges, which we've sort of, you know, we've obviously been over these on the show before, but it's a classic exchange where it's two guys who just don't seem to consider that like other people can see their conversation, you know, or, yes. or maybe they do, but it's like, you don't anticipate, I guess, when you're having this sort of, Oh, the sculpture is beautiful. And you can see your nipples and only a man could do this. You know, you don't think of the fact that like someone who's maybe, you know, a little bit more, uh, or a little less men's rightsy, uh, you know, might see the conversation and, and be yeah. able to participate in it. So, uh, yeah, so great work, Pliny, uh, and uh, great work, Alan, putting that all together. Just a <laughs> just a great a great tweet in general. And uh, speaking of great things on the internet, let's move on to our block tale. What did you tweet? You brought receipts. Block tale. Woo. No longer can see the post. It's a block tale. Woo. You probably deserved it. It's a block tale. All right, Michael, the floor is yours. I don't think I know anything about your block tail, but given that you are a bit of a scamp online, I'm imagining it's a pretty good one. Well, you guys know, you guys remember the actress Betty White? Well, guess who she blocked just before she passed? <laughs> no. Really? <laughs> no. no. <laughs> that would be uh, unbelievable. I would love that. I wish. No. So this is... Uh, I... I was thinking about this and I don't, I don't argue with people online, which is a, a surefire way to get blocked, obviously. But I got, uh, this happened a few years ago. I used to run a, I ran a blog and making, making it sound like I was a businessman. I had a blog <laughs> where it, I would review the front cover of the Toronto sun tabloid newspaper every morning. Do you have a, is there like a Vancouver sun yeah. out there? So, so it's, yeah. it's also our tabloid newspaper or sorry. No, the Vancouver sun That's is the not province. Yeah, yeah. The province. I mean, they're is the both like conservative style. because they're Canadian right. newspapers, but yeah, yeah. So the province yeah. is more tabloid. Yeah. Like the sun is, a, I guess, a national chain of like pretty uh, awful tabloid newspapers. Very right wing, very uh, for people of a basic reading level, I would say. It's like the New York post basically, but yes. Yeah. Yeah. And they have pretty like outrageous, uh, front covers and headlines and stuff like that. So this was a while ago and I would every morning, like take a, a screenshot of the cover and rate it out of like five and make fun of each section and stuff like that. It was, it was all just, just funny stuff, having a, a fun time on my blog. And then a couple years later, after I had stopped doing it, actually, uh, I got an email from the Toronto Sun from this woman who was like, hello, I'm contacting you on behalf of the Toronto Sun. Could you give me a call? So I called her and it was a, a threat of legal action <laughs> against me for running a comedy uh, review blog of the Toronto Sun, which I had stopped doing like two years earlier. My God. By the way. And so I, I had, I've never been threatened with legal action before. And I, I freaked out. I was like, I'm going to go to jail for, <laughs> for making fun <laughs> of, I don't know, Rob Ford or the Pizza Pizza ad on yeah, the Toronto Joe Sun. Warmington. For Joe Wormerton, yeah. And so I pulled all of the blogs down and then I, I tweeted or like posted on Facebook about this. And then a bunch of reporters got in contact with me. And so I got interviewed in the local press basically about like 
the story turned into like, you know, local comedian uh, censored by you know, <laughs> Toronto Sun, the, the media empire of the sun or whatever. And about a week later, I got another email from someone like way higher up at the sun. who was like, after all these articles had come out, it was like, you know what? Uh, the person who contacted you shouldn't have told you to take these down. You know, we, we have a great sense of humor here at the sun and, uh, you know, give us your best shot. Please continue doing what you're doing. And I was like, okay, again, I hadn't been doing this for two years. Um, and so I put them back online and that was sort of the, the end of it, but they, they, uh, managed to like get me to take it all down and fear that I was going to go to jail for a bit. I don't don't even know if. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. You can finish. I... No, that's that's basically the story. Yeah. What? That's, uh, a, that's a block, I think, technically. Oh, it's I think that counts a as a block. block oh, you, that counts you, as a block. You were for blocked sure. from posting the blog, basically. You had to take it yeah. down. So. Yeah. No, I think so, too. I just was wondering, like, what was the <laughs> tone of the conversation with the woman? Like, was she, like, when you called her, was she, like, already sort of angry at you? Like, was it a very hostile conversation, or was it just a sort of, like, Hey, look, you know, we don't want you to have to take this down, but you kind of do, you know. Like, no, what was she the- was she was pretty stern. There was no, there was no like hemming and hawing on her end. It was like you have to take this down, or else, you know, we we will sue you. And were they? Oh. Was it for like defamation, or what? Like, what was their argument as to how they would be suing you for for this? So it was specifically that I was repurposing the images of the the covers. And she said that it was it was copyright infringement because I was doing that. And it, I guess that might be true with the whatever parody laws that don't exist in Canada. Um, but I didn't know and I didn't contact a lawyer. So I just I just took right. them all down. <laughs> was it ever because to me, usually in those cases, it's like if you're making money, right? Like that's what they don't want is like, oh, you're making money from taking screenshots of our content that we want people to buy. But I mean, it was like a blog, like, but was it one of those? Cause sometimes that does happen, right? Where like older people who don't really understand the internet see your blog and they're like, Oh my God, this guy's making money off of our backs. You <laughs> yeah. know, kind of thing. This guy's blog spl- uh, spot is bringing in millions of dollars a month. <laughs> yeah. Did she talk about that? Did that come up at all? There was nothing about monetizing their content at all. It was just that it was copyright infringement, period. Oh, so, that's uh, so that's so strange. I, uh, yeah, we've never had anyone get blocked by the Toronto Sun. Uh, Raina Duris was blocked by Joe Warmington. So yeah, it's nice to sort of, God, we love you know, Joe Warmington. Yeah, it's nice oh to God. sort of bring that all back together. But yeah, that is that's pretty impressive. I I. I, Stefan, it's kind of shocking. You and I have never really been contacted by lawyers ever. We, at least not for this show. Maybe you have before. No, I have. I mean, I think we're just like careful enough or we're like too stupid maybe that they're yeah, like, we're pretty these, guys, these guys don't know what they're doing. This is not malicious. They're just the dumb. only, the only thing we sort of had like that was the entourage tweet t-shirt. Oh yeah. It was mean, like the was, only thing. And then like legally, I think we're in the right there. We yeah, we are in the right for sure. Yeah, we could have pushed like, back. It was just, I, I had made yeah. an old, I mean, this tweet. is so stupid. You I had made an old tweet about shit. how much I liked entourage and then people made fun of me for it on the show. Rightfully so. And so then we made shirts where it was just like a screen cap of my tweet <laughs> and it didn't say it was like literally a screen cap of my own Twitter where I'm just talking about entourage 
and it got like DMCA'd and the, they were like, oh, this is, uh, this is, you know, a violation of the entourage copyright or whatever, which, yeah, as Stefan said, I think we could have fought it because it huh. didn't really make sense that that would be something that, you know, we would get in trouble for, uh, yeah. because I just used the word entourage. Like, I don't think that's, uh, there was no uh, image or any, no, it was literally yeah. just the word entourage. Yeah. And I think, Thanks. I guess you, you, the name of one of the characters, right? Yeah, um, no, I, uh, no, I just talked about Adrian Grenier, like the, oh actor. yeah, so not even, yeah, exactly. Yeah, but. this is the, this is the actual notice here. Dear Blocked Party, we're sorry to inform you that an intellectual property claim has been filed by HBO against this design of yours on T Public. Um, <laughs> and the design was called John Cullen Entourage Tweet. So I'm guessing that's how they found it. If Entourage maybe wasn't in the name of the t-shirt. Um, but then it says how this works. Unfortunately, we have no say in which designs stay or go. According to our IP policy and the law, we are required to remove designs when a rights holder sends us a valid takedown request. For more information, you can check out this article or read the DMCA in full here. And then a note from us. We know takedowns can be frustrating and at times feel vague, but I hope you can appreciate that we have to comply with the procedures required by the DMCA and similar laws. If you truly believe this was a, a mistake or you want to file a counterclaim, please don't hesitate to reply to this email, which I might have fucked up, Stefan, because it sounds like T Public might have gone they would to do it on your on behalf. Our, they so might have done it just, on our behalf. Yeah, Fuck, they have we like should a have form done it. or something. I know. Do it uh, now. It'd be so funny to do it now. <laughs> Yeah, we we haven't been with T Public for like a year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we should totally do it. So you guys uh, could have, if you had sued, you could have, in a perfect world, you could have won the rights to all of the IP for Entourage. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Oh man, just yeah. think of what we could have done. Uh, well, we have a great listener block this week as well. This one's from Kevin, and this actually relates. Stefan, you and I have obviously been talking about Richard Karn on the podcast a lot we lately. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we did the we did the cameo live show last week with Josh Gondelman, where we went over the cameos we've gotten from him before. We're trying to golf with him. Uh, that's sort of our one of our big goals for 2022. Uh, but this one is from Kevin, and I just again sometimes the subject title is so great. Richard Karn was my Facebook friend. <laughs> love, love that. That's a, just already a great subject line. Uh, so here we go. The recent Richard Karn NFT story reminded me that around 2009, 2010, I thought to look up Richard Karn on Facebook. I hadn't seen him on TV in a while, and I was curious. I found his apparently real personal account. This was before celebrities had their own pages. He accepted my friend request, and he had a few thousand friends at the time. I got the vibe that most of them were idiots like me. I never interacted with him because I didn't want him to unfriend me. He posted frequently and it was all uh, golf and barbecue photos, just like casual <laughs> photos of a celeb living life. At some point, someone must have freaked him out. Not me. Again, I never messaged him and he blocked me or shut down the account. What started as a silly, ironic bit on my part had turned into a strong parasocial relationship for me. I was weirdly proud to see him on Pen15. Love the show. Keep up the good work. P.S. By all indications, Richard is seriously into golf, so you may want to get a couple practice rounds in. So I should golf like oh. once before. Yeah, you should golf <laughs> yeah. once or twice, you know, before okay. you get things going. But uh, yeah, that's so this person was was like lurking on Karn. Yeah. Yeah, they yeah. were doing uh, almost like a Wilson type situation, you know, <laughs> just what's going on over the other side of the fence. But wow. it kind of checks out like it, it checks out to me that Richard Karn would have a personal Facebook. Not that many people would be following him. And he just is exclusively posting about golf and barbecue. 
that's Beautiful. pretty much his whole his whole yeah. deal. So yeah. I love that. Uh, Kevin, thank you so much for sending that in. If you want to send in a listener block, you can do so at blocked at blockedparty.com or you can fill out the form on our website. Uh, you can also donate to the show at patreon.com slash blockparty where $5 a month gets you access to three bonus episodes every single month. Uh, this week, we've got uh, a dual a dual posting of bonus episodes. We'll have the VOD from our live show last week. We had Josh Gondelman uh, filling in last minute for Alex Goldman. Uh, uh, on the live show, we we did a cameo retrospective. So Stefan and I went over all 33 cameos we bought for the Blocked Party podcast. And uh, <laughs> it was a great Fun. time. So that'll be up on the Patreon this week. And we just recorded a great uh, Canadian education episode with Claire McNear, one of our favorites. We watched an episode of Canada's Smartest Person. Uh, so that'll be, uh, that'll be up this week. Uh, we also have a bunch of other stuff over on the Patreon, $100 Club, where you can get a cameo from me and Stefan. Uh, we have a great Discord there's a whole bunch of stuff over there. So check it out. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at blocked party pod. And if you like the show, just tell a friend, let people know that uh, it's a podcast that you enjoy. Okay, Michael, we're here at the end of the show. And we always like to finish off every show with a top three, three two, one. Trois, deux, un. Uno, 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 uno. Mustard. Three. Sauce. Deux. What do you have for us, please? How about this? Top three funny or silly travel experiences. Oh, funny or silly travel experiences. That is good. All right. Okay. Okay, I got to brainstorm this one. Okay. Uh, Michael, you're number three. We'll start with you. Uh, number three, this happened on a trip to New York City back when traveling. <laughs> because we can't travel anymore. So I thought this would be a fun topic to, to relive, yeah, totally. to relive, relive fun the, memories. The moments. Yeah. So my number three, yeah. On a trip to New York City, flying into the beautiful Newark airport. I, uh, oh no, I guess it was coming back. When do they make you go through the machine where it scans your body with x-rays? Is that both ends? Uh, some Canadian airports have yeah, it um, more common in the U S more common in the U S for sure. Yeah. So I guess I was arriving in, uh, Newark, New Jersey, and I had to walk through that x-ray chamber thing and it kept beeping and I kept emptying the metal from my pockets and it kept beeping and they waved that wand like around my crotch. And then I was told like, you have to go into this room and these two U S customs guards escorted me to like a, basically just like a supply closet in like away from the whatever the scanning area and they were like yeah it says there's there's some something in your pants area so they asked me to unzip and pull down my pants so they can inspect what was going on and there was it was like a button sewn into the lining like an extra button of these of these khaki pants i was wearing <laughs> that was setting off this alarm because it looked like some weird foreign object that was like being that had been hidden inside my clothes and so I was standing there just with my underwear on. They're like, oh, okay, it's a button. And then they complimented my pants and said that they, they, they were nice pants. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably what they felt like they had to do. They're like, oh, yeah. this, we probably should have realized it was just an extra button. So we got you know, yeah. to help this guy out here. But, but visions of like Guantanamo Bay were like yeah. going on in my brain. I was like, they can do anything to me right now in this room. And I, have, I can't do anything about it. Yeah. I've never been, I've never been like searched in a separate room like that. 
have no, you, Stefan? I've had no, the wands. I've had the, yeah. you know, the individual wand thing, but I've never had to be like excused to another well, room. My number three is not, I mean, it's not me, but I was like traveling. So this, I was traveling with like my parents uh, and my sister and my dad, I guess in his wallet or just in his pocket of his jacket or something had left. I, I believe it was like a Swiss army knife. Uh, and this is like, well, after this was in like 2000 and like nine or 2010, I think. So uh, I just remember them like pulling him aside and just being like, you have like a knife on you. Uh, and I, I, he had to like give up the knife. And I, I think it was like possible to get it back, but you have to like, I think you have to like fill out a bunch of forms or something. And he was just like, yeah, I mean, you can just, or you, you can, can like, it, yeah, you but... can go back and try to like check it or whatever. Yeah, you know, but he, I think all, it yeah. was, I believe it was a Swiss army knife. Um, I'm sure my mom or dad will, will let us know, but it was something very fun where it's just like, I mean, that's like one thing you definitely can't bring through security yeah. now, you know? Damn. Um, yeah, I've had a similar experience this is not my number three, but I had the exact same thing. It was actually a guy on my curling team had given me a, a knife that was like <laughs> sentimental to him as like a gift. And, um, and it was the same thing, just like a small, like pocket knife. It was in the shape of a fish mm-hmm. and, uh, I just completely forgot it was in my curling bag. So I was like taking my curling bag on the plane and then, yeah, they were just like, uh, yeah, you can't bring a knife on the plane. I was like, I don't have a knife in my bag. They're like, what is this? And I was like, oh my God, I have a knife in my bag. This is fucking yeah. rocks. Good for me. Um, I- but this is, sorry, go ahead. I was gonna say I thought curlers were allowed to bring weapons on flights. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we get a we get a, a prime ministerial uh, <laughs> exception. Yeah, yeah. So we so my number three is um, so similar vein. So we would you know we would travel obviously a lot for curling, um, and you know you have your curling bag, and so we would always that would be our carry on. Cause you never want to end up at a curling tournament without your actual like curling shoes and your curling gear. So we, that would always be our carry on to make sure that even if we lost our luggage, at least we had our curling gear and we could play. And so I would forget, and this happened to me multiple times. Like I would keep granola bars and cliff bars and stuff in my curling bag, just because, you know, you have them on the ice or whatever. And I frequently like this happened to me multiple times. Like the curling season would end in January or February where we'd be getting on a plane. And then I wouldn't fly again until like November or December. And like multiple times I would have to like empty out my bag of these like moldy, granola bars. One time there was bananas in there. Like bananas had just been <laughs> speaking of bananas had been left in there for like six months. They were like shriveled, like black bananas that, that had like gooped out into the bag, but <laughs> so long ago that the goop had also like hardened. Up. So it's just like very embarrassing where they're like, what is all the Like what's going on in here? I'm like, Oh, that's just rotten food from last curling season. Sorry. Uh. <laughs> Terrible. Uh, Michael, you're number two. Uh, this happened across the pond uh, on a trip to London, UK. Um, a few years ago, I was right in like the tourist area of Trafalgar Square. And uh, I, I had to suddenly go to the bathroom. And I don't know why I didn't go because there are all the museums, like the big, like the National Portrait Gallery and stuff are around there. Uh, I don't know why I didn't use one of those places to go to the bathroom, but I noticed that the Canadian embassy was right there in Trafalgar Square. <laughs> so what I did, I had to take a dump. I went to the Canadian embassy, had to go through the whole rigmarole of showing them my passport and having my bag scanned in the metal detector 
to go into the office area and take a dump <laughs> in the and, and then leave. And I noticed there was some sort of diplomatic party happening uh, in like the room to the side. That rocks. Wow. I love um, that. So my number two, okay, well, <laughs> this, my number two and number one are sort of tied together actually, but I'll, I'll just do, I'll do the first one first. And this is not necessarily silly as it is like kind of crazy and scary, but I couldn't really think of anything else super silly, but this was flying on a connecting flight out of Phoenix and the flight getting delayed for like four hours because of like a sandstorm, which is like, I've never dealt with that before. And at the, at the time it was like, oh, this is kind of a fun this is like a funny like novelty you know it's a sandstorm that's crazy um but it stopped being fun once we were like taking off in the sandstorm <laughs> and it was like the most terrifying experience of my entire life um because it's just like it's like dark right and it wasn't even that late in the day necessarily but i mean it was uh so it started out kind of like silly and like weird and like unique and then it just became like oh this is like legitimately terrifying um, but my number one also ties into that. So we'll, we'll come back to that, but, uh, yeah, we'll come back to the two. sandstorm. <laughs> yeah. John? That's what, that's what Darude says in their encore. <laughs> All right. So here we go. Uh, <laughs> uh, that was really dumb. Uh, yeah, no, thank you. Thank you. My number two, this is a, this is a tough one that, you know, cause I, I'm trying to think of, yeah, like really good, like silly or funny ones. Um, but I think my number two, this is, I guess, counts as travel. I was away at a summer camp and I actually just remembered this like the other day. So this is a, this is kind of like maybe a little bit of recency bias, but I remember, um, in my cabin, I was, this was, I was 10, I think, uh, in my cabin, there was like a gross kid. Like you just, you know, you know what I mean when I say that, just like, there's just kids who are gross, you know? So it was like the middle of the night and I don't remember what was happening, but he was in the top bunk and I was in the bottom. And, um, I can't remember if he was just like making noise or something was going on. And I was like telling him to be quiet and I was trying to sleep or something. And he, uh, like leaned over the side of the bed and like flicked a booger at me, but it was like, like disgusting, like snot, like it was like snot, like he just like fired it. And it missed missed me, luckily, and it ended up... So we were in sleeping bags on those sort of like, um, you know, almost like those vinyl (laughs) sort of like mattress pads. Yeah. So the snot thing is just like sitting right there. And of course, it's the middle of the night. So I'm like, what the fuck, man? Like, I'm so... Of course, the counselor's like sleeping in the cabin with us. So he wakes up and he's like, oh, you know, like what's going on or whatever. And I was like, oh, I think his name was Matthew. I was like, oh, Matthew like flung a booger at me. And the guy was like whatever. Like, I think he thought I was joking or something. And then I was like, no, like I can't even sleep in this bed. Like this is disgusting. So the counselor got up and then he saw it. And he, and again, I think it's like middle of the night. You're like, I'm not going to bother cleaning this right now. Whatever. He just made us switch bunks. So he like made the Matthew kid, like go down and sleep in his like, whatever. And I got to go back up to the top bunk. So. But you had to sleep in his dirty guy bunk. Yeah, yeah. I know. I, Not I, really. Like a I good... probably didn't think about that at the time either, but... Uh... <laughs> Yeah. So it was not a good, both of the, yeah, it was not a good scenario, but I guess kind of, I don't know if it's really funny or silly, but gross things, I guess people find funny. So, <laughs> so there you go. That's my number two. Ah. You're number one, Michael. So the number one, uh, this happened also on a trip to New York city, the big apple, the, where all the dreams can, can be. I managed to get tickets 
to see a taping of the Colbert Report when that was still happening. And it was exciting to see the show. Uh, they did a sketch where Tom Hanks appeared uh, unannounced. It was oh, like wow. around, it was like a Christmas time uh, episode, and he played. It was some sort of Christmas Carol spoof. And then uh, the musical guest, which they rarely did, the the band The Killers, <laughs> were the, the musical guest on the Colbert Report, and I don't like the killers. I've never liked the killers. They're not a band I like at all. And they played two songs and they definitely asked like the entire audience to stand up and clap and dance while like a, a, we were all on camera. Like there was one camera just on the audience during their entire performance. So there, there exists footage of me kind of like unenthusiastically (laughs) clapping and dancing to are we humans or are we dancers? And, you have uh, access to this footage? No, but you know, I may have <laughs> I may have been in a shot on the the episode as it was broadcast, but I definitely had to like pretend to be to be happy dancing to the killers. Okay, I'm sure one of our listeners can find it. So <laughs> I'm looking forward to that. Uh so my number one, again, this is the same flight uh out of Phoenix. Uh very bumpy, a lot of turbulence, very terrifying. Uh Earlier in the Phoenix airport, I had eaten some Carl's Jr. for the first time. I already like where this is going. Very bad fast food, very nasty, but it was like kind of the best option. Um, nice which, sandstorm food. Exactly. Yeah. Um, it was really bad. It was really, it was like a thick burger, I think is their big thing. Uh, it sucked. Fries are bad. Everything about it was bad. Um, but I had a bunch of like diarrhea on the plane. I'm like the <laughs> scariest. <laughs> flight of my life so i was, was like was it was it like uh while you were in the bathroom like shaking you around oh and stuff? yeah yeah it was not very pleasant i mean i guess that's it's silly to look back at now but at the time i was like i'm gonna i'm gonna die so i'm gonna die of diarrhea and or yeah. plane crash yeah yeah like was this happening while the sandstorm was still like uh, I think it was plane? just, it, I don't know if it was the sandstorm at this point or if it was just general <laughs> turbulence, but I'd already been sort of like shook up by like the takeoff and like oh boy. already like pretty scared. And then I was like, well, now I have to go have, I mean, even on, mm. a, on a smooth flight, having diarrhea on, on the plane is okay. like not ideal. Right. So <sighs> if, if that plane had crashed, imagine the rescue team being like, uh, we, we, we've identified all of the remains, <laughs> but we don't want to go near the bathroom. <laughs> There's something weird going on there. <laughs> Uh, somehow it's 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 it smells like dead bodies but like not in the way that i'm sort of you know I've, yeah i've smelled dead bodies before this is like a little bit different i don't know what's going on here <laughs> yeah, you just had your diarrhea barbecued in the in the big plane crash yeah. oh my god that's cr- i don't think i've ever really had that experience on a plane like that's i know the only time i've had it yeah i it know a really few rough. people who have had like you know food poisoning or like a really bad hangover on a plane or something like that where they're just like oh it was just miserable and maybe knock on wood but i've been pretty lucky that i haven't really had that experience ah uh, this is really i'm i'm really struggling here i feel like maybe i'm just the, maybe i'm a very boring traveler or something but pardon me i'm i've been like racking my brain i'm like trying to think of a third one here um i can remember i don't know if this was like i mean it was it was funny to me and i don't know if like but I, I was on a, I was on a plane one time and I guess the person had like a bad back. Um, and so they were just laying in the aisle of the plane and, uh, (laughs) the the, the flight attendant had to be like, uh, you can't, you can't lay on the floor. 
And they were like, and they, they were like stunned by this information. Like, you know, so, like you can, sometimes you'll be out in public and someone gets told something that just seems like a very obvious social norm or they were yeah. blown. I've been on flights before and this has never been a problem. I have a really bad back and I can't sit down. And they were like, well, you can't, these are like exits. If something were to happen, like this is how people exit the plane and you, you can't, <laughs> you can't lay in the aisle of the plane. And the person was like, so incredulous. And they were like, I'm not going to be able to make it. I'm not going to be able to make this flight. I think it was to Hawaii. It was like a six hour flight. They're yeah. just like, well, if I can't lay in the aisle, I'm not going to be able to make this flight. What they were and saying they were going to die if they couldn't lie I down. Guess, in the aisle. I guess. I don't <laughs> fucking know. Like, I don't know what their excuse was. And wow. so then the, the flight attendant was like, okay, well, I don't know what to tell you. You can't lay down in the aisle. And so they ended up just walking up and down the aisle of the plane for the entire six hours of the flight, which like, it seems like I have sympathy for people with chronic pain, obviously, but it seems to me like if your chronic pain is so bad that Mm -hmm. you literally can't sit for a journey where you're expected to sit the whole time, like maybe you'd find a way to work that out ahead of time. Like, I don't Mm -hmm. know how laying down in the aisle was your only plan, you know? Yeah. You'd think they would, uh, I don't know, charter a private jet or go by helicopter. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Take a private jet. You fucking idiot. You know? Yeah. It was very weird. And then they would have to keep like, cause obviously the flight attendants are coming up and down the aisle with the cart and stuff. And so they have to like kind of get around. Like it was a very, yeah, it was a very weird experience. So also, if your back hurts that much, you're not going to enjoy Hawaii. <laughs> yeah. Uh, guess what they have in Hawaii? A lot of chairs. A lot of people <laughs> love sitting in Hawaii. You're going to have a terrible time. Jesus Christ. Uh, but yeah, so that was, a, that, was, that was a good one. So we'll, we'll go with that for my number one. Great top three, uh, Michael. And uh, thank you so much for joining us. This is the end of the show. Uh, before we go, is there anything you'd like to plug? Sure. I'll plug the podcast I do with my good friends, the comedians Chris Locke and James Hartnett. The podcast is called Evil Men. It's available everywhere. Uh, on Twitter, we're at Evil Men Pod, and also on Instagram at Evil Men Pod. And I'm on Twitter at M Balazzo, M B A L A Z O, or Z O if you're not in the Commonwealth. <laughs> hey, look, the Americans they can they can take our Zeds and they can fucking like it. Absolutely. You know, or whatever. Anyway, uh, there you go. Yeah, listen to Evil Men. Very funny podcast. Uh, Give Michael a follow. Thank you so much, uh, Michael, for joining us. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Again, if you want to donate to the show, you can do so at patreon.com slash block party, or you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at block party pod. And we'll see you back here next week for Sweeps Month. Starting next week, get excited. We'll see you back here then. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Thanks.